Kiss My Girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Happy Sunday and good morning, Queens. Good morning, Constance. Good morning, Annalise. How are you today? I am great. How are you, Con? You're looking chic, babe. Oh, thank you. It's all for you. All for you. Uh, Now, you guys might have heard of Constance Hall. She's the blogger, writer, million followers on Facebook. I'm Annalise. I'm her bestie. Uh, I've got, actually, I've increased my followers since last week, Con, on Twitter. Have you? Yeah, by two. Two? So I'm up to 29. Oh, Uh, that's so cute. I know. Thank you. I'm viral. We are so excited to be back for week two of the Queen Sesh. I'm so excited, Annalise. I listened to last week and, you know, I was thinking to myself, Annalise sounds so posh. And then I was stopped on the street and somebody goes to me, I didn't realise you were such a bogan. And I I was like, I'm not a bogan. I'm really posh too. And so that's why I, now I'm listening to you in awe going, how does she do it? You're amazing. Oh, no, you're amazing, Con. And this, this is a show for Queen's. Uh, and it's all about Posh ones and bogan ones. Posh, bogan, it uh, doesn't matter who you are, what walk of life you come from. We're all about celebrating each other and just chatting about the stuff that really matters to queens. And, Con, we've got a massive show lined up for this morning. We've got exciting news. The original queen, Beyonce, is multiplying. She's having twins. I can't believe it. She's really trying to, like, you know what? She got angry at me because I stole her queen vibe. So now she's, like... Getting back at me by stealing my twin vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Beyonce. Let's not have a war. Uh, and Tinder for orangutans. It's actually a thing. Like we needed another excuse to be I can't more we're obsessed even about that. with Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, Con, you're going to share about your kind of dark, grim week where you left your first school drop-off walking through the school in tears. And there's also a WA politician that has come out of the woodwork who's labelled single mums. Ugly and lazy. Imagine what we think about that. Uh, but up next, Con, we chat to the beautiful Claire Varel from season two of Married at First Sight. You're on the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. The Queen Sesh. Okay, so Annalise, I yes. have been subjected to watching, and I don't do much TV, you know this for a fact, like I'm not yes. a, a big TV or even a small TV person, but my um, cousin is living with me at the moment and she's watching Married at First Sight. Now, Married at First oh. Sight is one of those shows you cannot help but get sucked into. Are you with me? I'm totally with you and I've watched every other season except this season, so I, I'm going to binge watch it very soon. I have a friend who was on Married at First Sight and the way I made that friend is that last year, um, one of the episodes that I was sort of roped into watching and as, as I was walking past and just got sucked in and shoved on my couch because I couldn't resist, mm. was about a woman called Claire. Now, Claire was this stunning queen, amazing bride, just strolling down the aisle and I just saw her with all of her hope and expectations and beauty and fierceness and walk into a man who was like not interested slash disappointed and all this stuff that just made me furious and it made me so like angry that it's a TV show and angry that kids are watching it and angry that I wasn't there to hug and protect this beautiful Claire. So I wrote this blog about it and um, lo and behold when Claire was off the TV show she contacted me. So me and Claire have caught up a couple of times. She came and saw me at one of my book launches in Melbourne and I love her with 
all of my heart and soul. So yesterday when I was watching it and the anger was filling me up again because mm. that's how I feel about the show, I um, contacted Claire and I was like, Claire, can we talk about, you know, your experiences on Married at First Sight on the Queen Sesh? And I think that I'm just very lucky that Claire felt like this is a safe place to have a chat about the show. She's agreed to coming on. So Claire, thank you so much for waiting and no welcome problem. to the Queen Sesh. Thank welcome, you. Thank you for having Claire. me. You guys are the only people I'm speaking to about it moving forward. It's staying in my past otherwise. Claire, I want to talk to you about what you walked away from the experience with. From an outsider, it would have felt like it was really damaging for your self-esteem, but I have a feeling that you sort of managed to flip that a little bit. Yeah, well, look, for me, I walked away from it. Um, Look, it wasn't so much with a bruised ego because a lot of the editing made it look like that more than it was. We actually got along really well initially, but then we got to know each other more. (laughs) It was more of a personality clash than anything else. I've never argued with someone so much in my life. And it sounds like my marriage. Marriage can still work like that, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you know what really struck me? And and I guess you probably wouldn't have been privy to this until after when you were watching the show. And I think the thing that broke my heart and the rest of Australia's heart is when you walked up and you did, you looked so beautiful and just one of the most beautiful brides I've ever seen. And your husband, contestant husband-to-be said, She's not what I ordered. How did you feel watching that back? Well, watching it back, I like couldn't stand him. So I was like, you're not what I ordered either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had real feelings for him, that would have crushed me, I think. But yeah. because it played out the way it did, it's like hearing any ex say nasty things about you, like, whatever. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. And you're just sitting there with your girlfriends going as if. What I took from that episode, which is po- possibly one of the only episodes I've ever watched in full, was that... You were waiting to be married to someone you didn't meet and they were asking you all the things that were going through your head and they were, I don't know if he's going to like me, I hope that I'm attractive to him. All the things that go through our heads when we're going on first dates. Then they're asking him what you know he's worried about. He said he's worried he might not be attracted to you. And I've noticed that you know, in the small snippets of episodes that I've watched from the in the future, it seems to be a really big concern for men, that attraction. They're so scared that they won't because you can't turn it on if it's not on. Whereas women have the opposite fear. We have that fear of rejection I'm really scared that you know I'm not going to be what he wanted and I just thought has that changed for you in the last year now like when you go out with a guy are you more assertive like are you now worried that you might not be attracted to him or are you still doing the sweet I hope he likes me thing oh gosh gosh, no that really went out the window (laughs) the show show has definitely hardened me up and to be honest I think I needed it I think I needed that real kick in the butt because when I rewatched that back because I come from a feminist mother I'm like, oh, oh mum's yes, going to kill me for her. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what if he doesn't like me? Like, what are your concerns? Oh, what if he doesn't like me? And he's like, oh, what if oh, she good. isn't short and brunette? And I'm like, how the hell would I say that? I should have been more concerned about myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you were put in, the, in a really vulnerable position, so all of your self-doubts are just going to be magnified. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I told all my friends I had to be here to watch the first episode with me in case I wanted to run onto the road. So <laughs> I was glad that I did have them. It definitely made me more aware of it. And now that I'm thinking about it, whenever I watch any of the episodes, every single one of the girls says it. And yeah, um, It's, it's well, insane, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I'm just like, oh, girls, come on. <laughs> you yeah, need to exactly. remember what, what you want out of this, not just, just a husband that might like you. Remember, you've got yeah. a huge amount of self-worth as well. So That's and awesome. I, That's such good advice. I know. I, I think women, we do. We forget to do that. We're so worried about what guys are going to think of us. We actually forget to go, well, hang on, do I like him? Is yeah. he right for me? 
That's mm. right. So do they pay you attention? You're like, oh my God, he thinks I'm pretty. Yeah, he's a mm. huge jerk, but he yeah. thinks I'm pretty. And we're so glad that you realise that now and that you've come out of that experience on top and I think better off. Definitely. Yeah, me I mean, it was a good learning experience for me and um, it means I can have everyone else and say, don't do it. At the end of interview, advice for anyone wanting to go on the show, is it don't do it? Or don't is do it? it. Don't okay. do it unless you're like somebody who has like a blog or something that you actually want to kick off. Okay, great. Stick Thank you around. so much, Claire. No worries, Thank guys. you, Claire. Stick around because we discovered there's a politician who thinks that single mums are lazy and we are furious about it. Find out who next. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, there is a politician in WA who's come under the spotlight for some comments he actually made a couple of years ago. But the reason that it's all sort of come to a head again is because the One Nation Party has put him forward as a candidate uh, for the Pilbara region in WA, and his name's David Archibald. Not welcome. As a WA woman, can I just tell you, you are... 100% 100% not welcome here, my friend. Absolutely not. So th- this, is, this is basically a couple of highlights uh, that he said in his interview. He described single mothers as too lazy to attract and hold a mate, undoing the work of possibly three million years of evolutionary pressure. Which I, I don't even understand I, that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know but what that the, means. <laughs> but the point is like the, saying that single mothers are too lazy to attract and hold a mate. I just, so ridiculous. It's you like single mums. Right, you couldn't make uh, this up. I know you couldn't make. I actually had to read the article like eight times that you sent me because I was like, surely this is, <laughs> you know. And then I like googled the website that it was on, and it was like, I was like, is this like one of those, you know, those news sites that don't, you know, they yeah, like um, spoof news. But no, he was dead set serious, and I was, I was absolutely shocked. I was, as I always like to pull the card raised by a hardworking single mum. She worked yes, queen. one job all the time, two jobs sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have done my stint as a single mum as well, and um, there's nothing lazy about them obviously you've got to you know do twice the amount of work and all the rest of it and juggle bills and juggle shopping and juggle like lifing and adulting but also like the you can't attract a mate I'll tell you one thing when I was a single mum I was attracting every single mofo that I walked past on the street I just wasn't keeping them because I didn't want them so that (laughs) stigma of not being able to attract and keep a mate really pisses me off and I don't know like where he get where he bases any of this like knowledge on like, he obviously has no idea. He, yeah, he's stereotyping and he's insulting queens and we don't like it. The other thing that he said, which I, I, I'm still baffled by, he said, this will result in a rapid rise in the portion of the population that is lazy and ugly. So now, not only is he insulting single mums, he's but he's insulting. the planet. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, he's completely off the planet. Well, we actually, we did ask David Archibald to come on the show and chat to us on the Queen Sesh, which I would have... <laughs> Just loved the opportunity to get at him, but uh, we never heard back. So See, when you told me that we never heard back, I thought you were lying to me and you were going to like surprise me, like surprise. <laughs> here he is. <laughs> He's here. He wants to have a chat. <laughs> oh, but you know what, David Archibald? Last week I put Donald Trump in the bin. This week I'm putting you in the bin. Get in the bin from the Queen. In the bin. In the bin. Queen Just when you thought our Tinder envy slash unhealthy <laughs> obsession couldn't get any worse, there is now Tinder for orangutans. 
How is that fair? How do we oh, not get it in during orangutans get it? I know. So this basically a Dutch zoo. They're hoping to increase the breeding chances of their female orangutan. Did you say orangutan or orang- orangutan? Orangutan. Uh, orangutan. And so they're kind of looking for a reaction from her. So they're holding up this touch screen and there's this hilarious photo, which we'll share on our socials at the <laughs> Queen Sesh, of this zookeeper holding up a touch screen to these, <laughs> these orangutans. Swat and that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the things. They actually couldn't make uh, a screen that was strong enough. That was one part of their challenge was they kept breaking them. Like a <laughs> Sorry. Um, but look, it's, it's, it is a serious thing trying to increase the population. And, you know, these male orangutans are coming from as far as Singapore. So they, they're trying to increase the chances of mating. But one of the things they are concerned about is that obviously you can't get a scent, which is really important for mammals. But... I kind of think it's imp- it's we're a mammal, you know. I think it's important for us as well. Like I don't know when I met my husband, and I, you know, probably don't get as aroused by scent oh my God. as I, I, don't as even I know used to. But you know what I mean. Like I just remember that scent. You got aroused was, from Clarence's scent. Yeah, he smells like a like a kind of like a wolf pup. Oh my God! He's got two wolf tattoos on him as well. That's so rank. I know. We're we're a walking wolf pack family. Oh my God! I'm the opposite. I'm like rank. You stink. Get out of my car. Oh really? You Mm -hmm. don't like that? You know that that morning like snuggle sort of. You know that morning smell. Not morning breath. I I don't know because I co-sleep with my kids and all I (laughs) smell is morning breath. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. Tinder, you need a scent release function. I think it would really improve. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's like Tinder is the one place you don't have to smell them. Don't do it, Tinder. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh, and we want to hear from you on our socials now at the Queen Sesh. What is the worst thing you have ever done to someone else's kid? Please make me feel better because Con last week. Yes. I think it wasn't I my kids, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've hit an all new low. Okay, so I was at this four-year-old's birthday party and I was trying to get my youngest off to sleep and he's he's hideous at the best of times, but without sleep he's just a total nightmare. So I'm, I'd hijack someone else's pram from the party and I'm wheeling around in circles trying to get him to go to sleep because he's screaming and just mm-hmm. to kind of you know, enjoy the festivities. I had a glass, relaxing glass of white wine in one hand and I was wheeling the pram around and my mum calls, so I I put the white wine down and it was very innocently in a plastic red cup and I was keeping an eye on it. But as I sort of turned around to do my last wheelie of the pram, I took my eyes off my drink for a second and I looked up and the four-year-old, whose birthday it was, had a drink to his mouth and I thought, no. No, it can't be mine. And then I just see his little face scrunch up and just <laughs> wine goes everywhere. And At I least thought, he didn't like it. It could have been so much worse. He could have just been oh. like, Mah! And I, I just thought, oh, my God, I, that that was my drink. And I had to go and tell the mum because, like, what do you do in that situation? You can't just lie and not tell her. So I told her and she was totally fine. And But everyone at the party knew. And then it was just like I was the weirdo that – Left my wine for the four-year-old to drink out. And anyway, I, I need to speak to someone else who's done something terrible to someone's kid because I'm just, I'm so embarrassed. So on 13, 10, 60, we have Charlene on the line. Make me feel better. What have you done that's worse? Hi, guys. Uh, this is a fair few years going back, but definitely my worst. Um, we had a <laughs> good. skiing trip and it was my first time skiing. I had a few runs. I did all right. You know, I was feeling mm. good and it was the last run of the day. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the best stop-up. So I got down to oh, the bottom yeah. and there was a group of um, 
kids that were just finishing up with their skiing lessons with their instructor, how, and they were still milling around old? at the bottom. How old were the oh, kids? They were probably ranging from about three to about eight, I'd say. Why am I already but, laughing oh, at this? Okay. I don't know what's so funny about it, but I'm feeling like this is really funny. <laughs> so I'm getting down to the bottom. I'm almost there, and I realise, okay, I'm, I'm not going to stop in time. So I'm like... Get out of the way! Get out of the way! This poor kid didn't get out of the way. And the look of terror on his face when I knocked him out cold was pretty bad. Do we have video footage, Oh, if only. If only. But uh, not only did I knock him out, I used his face to dislocate my shoulder. So you couldn't even comfort him. You were just like, oh, my God, whatever. I need to go to a hospital. I've never seen the poor kid tearing. At least that was a bit of a bonus. But, you know, I sort of looked up and I went, oh, my God, are you okay? And the poor kid sort of half coming to him. He's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Charlene. you know what? I just think that you guys only have yourselves to blame for this. Annalise, you're going to all these, like, kids' parties and trying to be Uber. You're going Mm. skiing, Charlene. Like, if you Mm. were lazy like me and you just stayed at home and barely supervised other people's children while they were at your house, you wouldn't come into all these problems. I can honestly say I've never had a situation like this in my life. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Charlene, because you've made me feel so much better about my <laughs> awful, mortifying incident. Queen sesh. Now, Annalise, this week, yes. as you know, and a lot of people who follow my blog know, my kids started a new school as we've moved yeah. to um, Margaret River from Frio. Temporarily, we don't know how long we're going to do it for, but we're just going to give it a go and see what happens. Anyway, the one hiccup I've had is my kids have been like, we're not going to a new school. And yeah. I've just been like, come on, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Anyone who knows Arlo knows he will not leave my side. What, what is he, Con? He's five or six? Arlo's five now. Yeah. He's yeah. a beautiful boy. He's absolutely oh, amazing. Divine. Like I'm completely besotted by him, which is probably half the problem. Anyway, so yeah, I built up all of my courage and strength and walked the kids to school and I was like, we're going to do this. You're going to be great. Billy Violet's like mum who? Like she's just yeah. honestly took to school like a duck to water and she always does. She's good with new situations. And I had Bill with me, who is my husband, who everybody knows, but we're going through a bit of a funny tumultuous patch at the moment. So he's staying in our old house in Fremantle and I'm staying with the kids in Margaret river and um we both sort of decided that we'd make sure that we were both there for this first day so that one of us could be with one and the other could be with the other and they both felt really strong anyway so we went to take Arlo now Arlo kept saying to me as we're walking up he was going mum are you going to stay with me mum will you promise me you'll stay with me all day and just to get him to go to the school I had to say yes because he was just refusing Mm. like refusing and when Arlo refuses it's not like you can bribe him with something he just blankly says that's not happening so I said yeah I'll stay with you I'll stay with you and I went into class with him and you know all the teachers are all huddling around introducing themselves and kids and Arlo's just holding on to me tighter and tighter and tighter and um, I took him to read a story took him to play with the trains and then but in the end the teacher said to me okay now I know he's very anxious I can see but it's best for you to just walk out and I was like so hard I know I was like am I going against my like instincts as a mum that's telling me not to walk out and you know listening to professionals and but in in saying that these women do it every day so I know that they know what they're doing and so I was just, I started shaking because he's grabbed onto me. The tears have welled up into his deep, beautiful eyes. And he's screaming at me, looking at me, just screaming. And I unpried him and I walked away. And as I walked out, I just 
burst into tears. He couldn't see me crying. It was when I was outside of the classroom. But I had big sunglasses on, so I chucked them on so that I didn't mm. get, like, sympathy because I wasn't, you know, like, I was... No, anyone who gives you sympathy worse. when you're like that, you just fall apart. Bawling my eyes out, called my mum. My mum is, like, the biggest drama queen on earth, and she was like, well, I don't think he should be in school. You're probably <laughs> making a big mistake. He should be homeschooled. He's different, darling. And, oh, no. and I went down, and friends came over. We had coffees. I calmed down. I wrote a, I wrote a blog about it, and I posted it, and I got comforted by all of my beautiful queens that are on my page. And um, the school called me in half an hour and they said, I'm not going to lie to you, Constance. He is not joined the group yet. He's lying with his head in his hands, but in the corner of the room. But they said he, when you left, he went absolutely psycho. And we just decided to let him go rather than hold him down. And he ran through the school and he found a little place in the corner and he sat there. They said, now he's listening and we really want you to give him another 40 minutes. And I said, okay. So I was on call all day. So then they called me again, 40 minutes later. And they said, Con, he's just sort of snuck up next to us and started asking us a couple of questions. And we really want you to give it, let, let him stay for the day. Like he's having a bit of fun. So I thought, okay, cool. Now, by the time I walked up to his school at three o'clock, I said to him, how was your day? And he said, great. And I said, okay, let's go get Billy Barton. He goes, no, you, you go get her and come back to get me. And I said, oh, I thought you didn't want to be away from me. He goes, mom, I actually love it. I've never felt more like it pleased and happy and fulfilled by a single moment. And it really taught me to trust in the school system because I wanted to, I wanted to do all the right mum things to do. But in the end, yeah. I just listened to them. And yeah, it was a big breakthrough for me and Arlo. I never want to do anything that's going to, you know, change that bond because that connection is so, I just feel so blessed to have a connection like that with him. Like, obviously my marriage is sort of, you know, not strong at the moment. I don't have that connection with anyone else. Mm. So I don't want to break the bond, but I just want happiness for him. And, you know, like, I feel like he's happy. Oh, I'm, I'm happy for the little man. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Good morning and happy Sunday. You're on the Queen Sesh with Constance and Annalise. And if you have a Facebook account, then you've probably heard of Constance. She's the controversial blogger. She's uniting women globally with her Queen movement and her million Facebook followers. And I'm Annalise and I'm her best mate. Uh, I've got 29 Twitter followers. Uh, If you could boost that up, guys, that would be great for the next show. Uh, And we're queens and we're mums and this is your show where we chat about things that really matter to you. And up next we celebrate the original queen, Queen Beyonce, and she's having twins and Con's going to share what it was like when she found out that she was having twins. That's up next. This is the Queen Sesh. My favourite story to come out of this week, Con, is that Beyonce is having twins. Welcome to Twin Mumhood, Beyonce. (laughs) I know, I felt really united with her. I was like, me and Beyonce are literally twins now, so... That beautiful post that she did. Did you see the photo? Oh my God, and can you stop? Like, oh, that was so the hot. the flowers and the chiffon and she looked I'm going to reenact that. I'm going to call Celeste <laughs> Barber and see if I can reenact that with her. I think you should. And you know that it actually broke the world record for the most likes on Instagram. Oh, because it's beautiful news. I got so many likes when I got pregnant with the twins and I really needed those likes at the time because I was really mm. depressed. So I was like, keep the likes coming. I got up to 100. It was big for me. Yes, what I was, when I woke up that morning that she made that announcement and I read that she was having twins, you know what my first thought was? I was carried mm. back to when... I found out that I was having twins. Now, twin motherhood is a funny world. If you haven't had twins or you don't, like, have a sister with twins, you don't really understand it. Now, I'm used to finding out that I'm pregnant and being mortified. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all I want to do is just, like, 
you know, talk to all my friends. What are we going to do? You know? And so when I found out that I was having twins, I was in the worst place of my life. My husband and I had just broken up. We got back together. So what I, the first thing I do when I, you know, when anything like this happens to me is I search up groups on Facebook for support. And so I went to all these like multiple birth groups on Facebook. And this is why I'm wondering if Beyonce is, (laughs) is happy to be pregnant (laughs) with twins or if she's not, because when I landed in these groups, I was just like, oh my God, guys. Has anyone else just found out they're having twins? What the hell do you do? Like, I can't even get fathom this. This is the worst news I've ever had. I'm not going to cope. And it was like crickets. Like, there was not one single like, really? no comments. Yes. And then somebody pulled me aside, secret inboxed me, said to me, you'll find that a lot of people with twins these days are having twins via IVF. Yeah, right. And so they are really grateful and really want to of be pregnant. Course. It's not as common for someone young that's just broken up with a husband and everyone's really happy and grateful. So I felt like, uh, you know, fish out of water going, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I know how hard it's been for a lot of people to, you know, conceive these babies. And I'm not ungrateful at all. I'm just really, really stressed out. And that sort of broke down the barriers a bit. And we all sort of blended and became, you know, a little bit a little bit more like we, we crossed borders with each each other a bit but I really felt like I wasn't belonging and, and they were all a bit older than me and a little bit like oh poor love and yeah, yeah we not gets in that group but also it's Beyonce and Jay-Z I don't think she's going to be worried about a thing they'll have five nannies a baby they've got you know probably a trillion rooms yeah, no, it's got her a night body that nurse. has to grow them still oh, and true. you say that about night nurses and all the rest of it now I was a diva when I did my book tour I was like bringing my whole family like we're like carny we're like a carnival and mm. <laughs> I was like you're all coming with me because I need help with my four kids and all the rest of it and I thought that it was going to be really fun not once did one of my kids ever go to any of my cousins they were just climbing all over me the whole time so I'm thinking as as many nannies and night nurses as Beyonce has. I've never had a night nurse or a full-time nanny. I can't imagine how amazing that might be, but no, she'll probably no find one, that her not kids many just of us want her. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen Sesh. Every now and then, Con, we're going to play a little game on the Queen Sesh called Our Glory Bowl. is not as gross as it sounds so con and i refer to our past like pre-kids as our glory days like the ultimate time of our lives Ultimate. and so here in the studio we have a little bowl filled with some topics uh, and one of us is going to pull out a little topic like a lucky dip and and tell a story (laughs) that comes to mind so this week it's my turn i'll just pull one out here okay All right, the topic is footloose and fancy free. Okay. That is definitely not in the last five years for me. Um, I had a stint. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Three months stint. No, you did. I I have it. All right. Defamation mansions is what comes to mind. Ah, the mansions. The mansions. Yeah. So when Con and I were about 18, we moved states. We moved to Melbourne together and we shared this revolting house with about 11 blokes and we shared a (laughs) double bed and it was basically, you know, when you just rent a room out. So the revolting kitchen, which I can't even think about without retching was shared. And a bath. The yeah. bathroom, like when you had a shower, the, the drain was so blocked that the water would actually come to your knees. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And do you remember the caretaker? He had like a gambling problem and he'd yeah. come to our window in his undies at 3am yeah. and he'd be like, can I have the rent early? And we'd be like, is this even <laughs> happening? <laughs> 
I know. And do you remember, like, we had no money. We were dirt, dirt poor. And we would just you get up in the morning. You always had me. We'd earn the same, but you were so much better with money. Really? So I'd spend all of mine within, like, two days of us getting paid. And then you'd have to, like, <laughs> buy me a sandwich and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember, like, that? that's all we ate. I don't know how we did it. But all day, we would, we'd get up. We'd go to the deli. We were really we'd get. One, I know, we'd get one sandwich, we'd share it. That was our food. We'd, we'd fire up our, um, what are they we called? We stole the noodles of our flatmate. Oh, that's right. And we, oh, we did also eat cold baked beans out of the can. I remember <laughs> that, just thinking can. this is a low point. We were just and lining then, our stomachs so we could go out and drink again, pretty much. Exactly. We were just out and about on the town being amazing. But do you remember, I just remember waking up in the morning and we would just dress to the nines. We were dirt poor, but we would look Amazing. Amazing, like absolutely gorgeous, and we would we would share that discman ear each, and we would strut down Chapel Street just like we were <laughs> rock stars, like total just absolute queens, as it were, that. in waiting. And it was just it now was I'm all sad. <laughs> but you know what? We had nothing. We had no responsibility, no money, no stress. But yeah. I can genuinely say it was probably one of the happiest times of my life. Yeah, and, me um, too. Yeah. I and just was, um, life had so much opportunity and possibility, you know, like we never knew when we were gonna go out and meet the next man of our dreams. It never happened. We always came no, home together. <laughs> <laughs> and shagged a flatmate or something. <laughs> One of Tragic. the eleven blokes we lived with. <laughs> We didn't have much luck with men, me and you, but God, we had fun. Oh, the best. And I'm just, I'm so glad that I got to share that that with you because that was, that was awesome. That was so (laughs) awesome. Do you remember one time we invited like three guys home with us and we got bored of them, so we went to bed and they weren't leaving. So what we did is we like got a coat hanger because there's a tiny gap in our wall and we we opened the coat hanger so that it was just a long stick and we poked a (laughs) note on the end of the stick and we shoved it through the gap in the wall and we were like tapping on the window because they hadn't noticed it. And then all of a sudden these guys like turned around and saw this like long (laughs) piece of wire with a sign on the end that said, it's time to go guys. This is the Queen Sesh. Recently, I was having a little scroll on Facey, as you do, and I clicked on this article and it had an extract from a a 1950s home economics book and it was called Tips to Look After Your Husband. I thought, okay, yep, I could probably do with some of those. So I opened it up and, oh, (laughs) you're going to love this. All right, are you ready? I am. These are a couple of highlights. Prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup, put a ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking. (laughs) Minimise all noise. Eliminate all noise of washer, dryer, dishwasher or vacuum. Try to encourage the children to be quiet. (laughs) Now here's some don'ts. Don't greet him with problems or complaints. Don't complain that he's late for dinner. Count this as minor compared with what he might have gone through that day. (laughs) And my favourite, make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair or lie down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready. Arrange his pillow and offer to take off his shoes. Speak in a low, soft, soothing and pleasant voice. (laughs) Allow him to relax and unwind. (laughs) Wow. I know, right? Like, yeah, but do you know what's funny is that, like, that's the undertone of a lot of marriages that I know today, even though no one can outwardly say it. Really? Oh, yes. I haven't been there when the the royal husband stomps through the door and he's and everyone's like, "Oh, dad's home." 
Let's be very quiet. Make things nice for him. Make sure dinner's ready. It's true. Oh, really? I'm not going to say names. No, no. Well, you, you can't. <laughs> but you know what? I was actually joking around with my husband and I showed him this. And I said to him, you know what? I reckon, I reckon blokes might actually like a sort of watered down version. Obviously not a ribbon in your hair and touching up your makeup and making sure the <laughs> vacuum cleaner's off. But, you know, really that pampering, like, oh, the dinner's ready, darling, and how was your day? And oh, not God, mentioning... Yes, I would love it. My husband would love it. It would be like all his dreams have come true. Finally, my wife's quiet. She has a soothing <laughs> tone and she's not greeting me. I greet with problems. That is what I do. I go, you're home. Do you have any idea what time it is? Arlo just pooed in the frigging... <laughs> I've got baby spew on me. Do you know what? My husband got really angry when I, I brought this up and, you know, and fair enough, but he raised a good point. Like what if we actually did more of this to each other, equally reciprocated, not ribbons and makeup and vacuum cleaners, but, you know, that prioritising how was your day and let's be interested in you, all that kind of stuff. So tell us right now and us on our socials at The Queen Sesh, we want to know what are your tips? What do you think is... I guess, a modern guide to looking after each other in 2017. We'll find out next. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. We were reading out some tips uh, from a, an extract from a 1950s home economics book with tips to look after your husband. And they were pretty ridiculous, you know, ranging from putting a ribbon in your hair before your husband gets home and making sure the dishwasher and there's no noise, eliminating noise and ridiculous, obviously, in 2017. But on our socials at the Queen Sesh, we've asked you, why don't we rewrite the rules? How do we, I guess, come to a place where we prioritise each other in 2017 and some tips? Uh, and Con, we've got Kat wrote to us, take more time out for yourself and with your own friends. I definitely agree with that one. I think it's... Me too. I would take yeah. my entire marriage out with just myself <laughs> and my own friends. <laughs> Look, this one, one that's come up that I am, and me and my husband are really guilty, make a point to have no devices in the bedroom. Oh, no. I love yes, watching my telly in bed. I can't do that bed. either. Branching off that, a huge rule for me is, and it sounds so petty, but don't walk in after a day's work on the phone. Mm-hmm. Every, you, if you're the worker, you don't know how much everyone's looking forward to seeing you. When yeah. you walk through, you just bring this whole new like freshness. It's different. You're changing things up. If you're on the phone and you're doing shh, 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 and like dismissing mm. everyone and pushing everyone away because whatever you're doing is so goddamn important, you make everyone feel like crap. So, yep, that's, um, that's my device rule. Yeah, and look, Katie's written, love each other as you are, not as you would like others to be. Lots of compliments, acknowledgement of the good things. I think that's really important, especially when you've been together a long time. You just, you do, you take each other for granted. You don't yep. acknowledge the good things that each other are doing, and I think that can build resentment. Um, and yep. this, I love this one, find ways to laugh together and share common sources of joy. That's so important to me. Absolutely, because did you laugh. not laugh together when you first met? Everything yes. was funny when you first met, and now nothing's funny ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, this this one actually a bloke wrote, Josh, and it really does, it strikes a chord with me. It says, don't get divorced while you have young children because you'll want to, but it'll get better. And I, I've definitely had some really low, low points in the first two years probably of having each child with my husband. It takes mm. us about two years to get back mm. to a good place. Mm. And I think there's, there were so many points in there where if we had gone, no, nah, this is too hard, I think we would regret it. 
Yeah, um, I agree. But I'm as well, pushing if, for people to exhaust every avenue, especially when there's kids yeah. involved. I feel like when I separated from my husband earlier on, before we got back together, I hadn't exhausted everything. And yeah, I really did. And now I always say to everyone, make sure you're making the right decision. Obviously, there are some things that come in that get involved in marriages, but you just can't go back from and all the best to you walk away and, and you know, you'll be much happier in the long run. But yeah, I agree. When things get really hard, lower your expectations because a lot of other people are going through really hard marriages too. They're just not vocalizing it. So don't yeah, put your, don't, you know, compare your marriage to the people at school who look all in love. Cause I'm telling you when they close the doors, things aren't so peachy either. Yeah. And look, this one's really interesting, Con. Amy's written the five love languages, get to know them, uh, yours and your partner's. I've heard of this and I'm really intrigued because I reckon that you and I should maybe chat about that next week uh, on the Queen session. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book, but I've heard a lot about it. And every single time I have a problem with my husband, I get told to read it and I want to read it because I believe in it. I believe that my husband and I love each other a lot, but we're just not speaking the same language and we're not expressing it the same way. So I'd love to be able to get my head around it. If only I had time to read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, let us know your thoughts on our socials at The Queen Sesh. This is The Queen Sesh. It's our least favourite time of the show because we're nearly out of time. (laughs) I know, it's time to go. It's It's, been real though. Oh, it's been great. And something that we love to finish the show on each week is something we call Queen Vice. So it's just advice you can... Ask us on our socials at the Queen Sesh if there's and something you want to chat about. We're definitely not going to get it right, and no. we want you to know that you shouldn't take any of our advice seriously. Definitely because, not. Yeah, our lives are down but, the gurgler, but we do just you know like what? To chat. If it's if it's serious, we can phone a friend. We can get an expert in. If if it's something that we really want to talk about, we can do that too. Um, so this week we've had someone um, message us. So we won't we won't sort of talk names. Uh, she said she's not feeling great. She's put on a few kilos recently, and you know wedding season coming up. Um, what can she do to feel great? And what can she do to feel confident when she's out? And do you know um, why I love this question? Because she yeah. hasn't said to us, how do I lose weight? Oh, she said to us, no. how do I feel great about the way that I am? Which is Let's just so me. Let's work with That's, what we've got. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind and something that I wear on pretty much a daily basis are spanks. So constrictive underwear, <laughs> they make me feel a million dollars <laughs> I can't stress you enough, especially but if you've had kids. This queen might be single. She doesn't need spanks in her life. No, everyone needs spanks. I just absolutely, that that would be my first tip. What else, Con? I don't know. Spray tan. Oh, yes. What, that's what I, every time I'm feeling a little frumpy or just heavy and just yep. sluggish, I get a spray tan, I take a naked selfie of myself and put it online and that just changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> but you do, you feel, you feel so great with a oh spray tan. I don't know amazing. what it is. Life is. I saw a sign once, this is back when before solariums became illegal, that said, <laughs> life is better with a tan. And I was just like, oh my God, that's the most, <laughs> that, did Jesus say that? <laughs> but yeah, I I, re- I reckon spray tan, some great underwear, also, blow dry, mani-pedi, you know what I mean? Just I see, I'm not mani- into blow dries or mani, but I've got dreadlocks, oh, so yeah. <laughs> it's hard. But another thing that I always say is, Say it. If you don't believe it, say it. it's like an affirmation. Like yeah. my husband walks past me and I'm honestly like 10 kilos heavier than when he met me. And, you know, I'm wearing like a G-string that's pretty much disappeared. My ass ate. And <laughs> he just doesn't even look up at me. And I just go, whatever, babe, I'm not in the mood. And I just constantly vocalize how hot I am. Yeah, and before I know it. it, I feel hot and I go out and I look hot and everybody's like, you look hot. And I'm like, thanks. 
<laughs> Look, that's all we have time for. Make sure you're listening same time from 7am next Sunday. Hit us up on our socials at The Queen Sesh anytime. We'd love to hear from you. And if you miss anything, if you want to do all this all over again, you can catch us on our podcast. Have a great week, guys. Bye, guys. Love you. This is The Queen Sesh.